0: Introduction, why I've wrote this book. If you've spent any time in a gun store or researching Florida's firearms laws online, you've probably noticed that there's a lot of misinformation. Gun owners seem to just make stuff up and put it out there as fact. I can't tell you how many people I meet who think they can legally kill someone over a fistfight, argument, or road rage incident. I have three goals for this book. First, to clear up the common misconceptions about Florida law and when to use a firearm in self-defense. My second goal is to help you develop the proper mindset for concealed carry. I will share personal stories about good people who were well-trained and saved the lives of countless people with their firearm. My goal is to prepare you to become a safe and responsible firearm owner. I hope you will take the time to not only read this book, but also to memorize the key points and continue to develop your firearm skills. The sheepdog concept. There are three types of people in society. The sheep, the sheepdog, and the wolf. In the flock. Sheep are non-aggressive, docile, and oblivious to the predators that surround them. When a wolf attacks a sheep, they run because they have no other option. They're not capable of violence or defending themselves, so their only option is to run. Then we have the wolves. These are the predators who are capable of extreme violence to anyone or anything without discretion or empathy. The wolves hide in the shadows and they watch the flock in search of the weak, the young, the sick, or the old. When the time is right, they'll attack and devour anything in sight without remorse. Finally, we have the sheepdog. While the sheepdog has many jobs within the flock, the most important is that of a protector. The sheepdog's job is to lay down their life to protect the sheep from the wolf. Now, you would think that the sheep would be thankful for the sheepdog, but instead, they are afraid of the sheepdog. To the sheep, the sheepdog looks like a wolf. They have fangs and a tendency to be violent like the wolf. In many ways, the sheepdog and the wolf are cut from the same cloth. They have one significant difference, though. The sheepdog loves the sheep and could never use its gift of strength and violence against them. Society. Most people in today's society are sheep. It's a lot easier to pretend that the wolves don't exist than to confront them. The sheep believe that the only way to prevent a school shooting is to pass a law to ban guns or to put up a sign. The sheep are appalled at the idea of armed law enforcement around their children. They don't understand the wolf like the sheepdog does. Sheep are focused on themselves. Their phones and their world that they have no clue that wolves are stalking and hunting them. Wolves are sometimes difficult to identify. They look, talk, and sometimes act just like a sheep. The age old saying, a wolf in sheep's clothing, is so accurate. The wolf could be your neighbor, it could be a coworker, a family member, or a random person walking through the parking lot. They're waiting for just the right moment to catch a woman alone in a dark parking lot, someone distracted on their phone, or when they get fired from a job. Remember, the wolf is capable of committing violent acts without empathy, discretion, or fear of consequences. Sheepdogs have a subconscious and an almost moral burden to protect the people around them. Many sheepdogs feel a responsibility to serve in the military, law enforcement, fire brigade, or EMS. Some sheepdogs are just concealed weapons permit holders. The sheepdogs are willing to lay down their lives so the sheep can be safe and protected from the wolf. Why I started carrying a gun. My entire life, My plan was to get a carry permit the day I turned 21 because I just thought it would be really cool. As that day drew near, I realized that I might have a problem. My wife was angry and scared at the idea of having a gun in the house and around our kids. This was my fault for marrying a Canadian, of course. Early one July Sunday morning, I was sitting at the back of our church when I noticed a man wearing a long black leather trench coat. Now, I shouldn't have to tell you that a thick leather trench coat in the middle of July in Florida makes no sense at all. So this naturally raised some red flags for me. I watched the man as he walked down the row, checking to see if the side doors were locked. Then he walked up to an emergency exit, which was clearly labeled Alarms Will Sound, and pushed it open. The alarms went crazy, and all of the people were looking around, confused at what was happening. One week earlier, a man walked into a church service in Georgia and shot the pastor right in the chest as he was preaching, killing him instantly. Just imagine. I had been watching this news story on TV for the last week. And now it appeared to be happening at my church. As I was sitting in service, a staff member slapped me on the shoulder and said, Ryan, we think that guy might be an active shooter. Go to the children's building, tell them what's happening and secure the building. I jumped up, I ran next door. And I began locking all the doors and placing volunteers to guard each door. I decided I would guard the main entrance, which was completely made of glass. As I was standing next to the glass wall, I thought to myself, this whole wall is made of glass. What am I going to do if this guy shoots through the glass? At this moment, I realized I had made a very stupid and critical mistake. The wolf was at the door and I was a sheep. (laughs) Thankfully, there were two police cars at church to help with parking. So the assailant was detained quickly before anyone was hurt. After the situation was over, I drove straight to a gun store and purchased my first gun, a Glock 19. I found my why that day. My why was to never again allow myself to be in a situation where people could die and I couldn't do anything to stop it. I've spent the last 16 years training and preparing myself for the next time I may be in a similar situation. I train for more than how to just carry and use my firearm. I educate myself in emergency trauma care, intuitive awareness, defensive shooting fundamentals, and much, much more. I have my gun 100% of the time I am legally allowed to carry. That day, I decided to learn and train how to protect myself, family, and others around me. What is your why? Why is it essential for you to carry a concealed weapon? I ask this question at the beginning of every class that I teach, and I hear a wide variety of reasons. Unfortunately, a lot of the reasons are because a sheep has been attacked by a wolf and now realizes the importance of self-defense. A strong why. Recently, I met a woman who was a victim of rape. Since her violent encounter, she has been attending self-defense classes and firearms courses and finally received her Florida concealed weapons permit. This young lady has made the decision to never be a victim again. She has a strong why, and this why has pushed her to train and develop her skills so next time she will be ready for the wolf. A weak why. On the other hand, I meet people who have a very weak why, or none at all. These people say things like, I want a carry permit in case I feel like carrying a gun that day, or I want a firearm when I'm at home. These people have a weak why, and they are the same people, the same people that email me a year after the course asking for directions on submitting their application. Unfortunately, these people are actually sheep, not sheepdogs. And when the wolves attack, they will be untrained and unprepared. This type of person acts as if they're gonna get a notification on their phone saying, warning, you'll be attacked today. Make sure you're ready. If you have ever been the victim of violence or witness a violent attack, you know that these incidents happen lightning fast and you're either gonna be ready or you're gonna be a victim. In April of 2018, I was walking with my two boys, Lincoln, age six, and Jax, age four, when a man attempted to stab me with a piece of metal. It was 7.30 in the morning, and we were walking around our church building to make sure all of the back doors were locked. Now, most people wouldn't expect anything bad to happen at a church. However, wolves are everywhere, even at church. When I saw the weapon in his hand as he raised his arm, I knew what I had to do. I drew my gun and said, drop it or you're gonna die. There was obviously a uh, curse word in there, but this is a uh, church story. So I'm going to leave that part out. Now, the man immediately dropped the weapon and ran. Now, what do you think would have happened that morning if I didn't have my firearm on me? It could have been a horrible ending for my boys and I. This story is an excellent example of what I like to call the three pillars of self-defense. awareness. Decision-making and the application of skill. Awareness. Awareness is a 360-degree knowledge of your environment and the people who occupy it. It is also the skill of analyzing body language for pre-incident indicators that signal that an attack is imminent. Decision-making. Decision-making is the process of determining the best course of action to defend against an attack. Effective decision-making requires a deep understanding of Florida concealed carry law. Application of skill. Application of skill is the highest level of skill that an individual has. I'm gonna break down how I used each of these three pillars of self-defense during this incident. As I was approaching the man, I noticed that his body language was off. He was fidgeting and looking around in a strange way. I glanced at his hands and saw he was attempting to conceal something in his left hand by keeping it very close to his leg. Situational awareness allowed me to identify the potential threat before I let my family get too close. He raised his left arm. I identified the weapon, drew my firearm from concealment, and yelled the command, drop it. During this moment, I was completing the last two pillars, decision-making and the application of skill. The decision I had to make was, am I legally allowed to shoot according to Florida concealed carry law? is my only option to keep myself and my children alive to pull out my firearm. Where is the line in the sand that once the attacker crosses it, I will have no choice but to pull the trigger. The application of skill was my ability to remove my firearm from concealment and into the high compressed ready position quickly. Developing these three pillars of self-defense was not easy. It took me years of studying Florida gun law, daily dry fire training, weekly live fire training, and countless dollars spent attending advanced shooting courses. However, the preparation paid off. I was able to stop the threat, keep my family and myself safe without being forced to pull the trigger. Now, a quick little side note here. You know, this entire incident happened so fast. I mean, it literally only took a few seconds, right? And because I had studied the law so much, I had played the what-if game, which we're going to talk about lots in this book. I had determine where those lines in the sand were, I was able to move through these three pillars very, very quickly. And because I had practiced so much with my gun, getting the gun out of my holster and oriented towards a threat was just very natural. It happened very fast. In fact, it's kind of scary how fast it happened. But that's what effective, consistent training will do for you guys. I cannot stress enough how much reading this book is not enough. Going to the gun range and shooting at a piece of paper is not enough. If you are not consistently and effectively developing your advanced shooting skills, you are not gonna be ready for a moment like this. Okay, back to the book. You must have a strong reason why to develop these three pillars. If you choose to be lazy or carry your firearm only when it's convenient, you're wasting your time. When the wolves attack, you will not be prepared and you will unfortunately become the victim the El Paso mass shooting. On August 3rd, 2019, a 21-year-old man entered a Walmart in El Paso, Texas and opened fire, killing 22 people and injuring two dozen others. What I find fascinating about this shooting is that it happened in a state like Texas, which has more than 1.4 million active concealed carry permits. Yet no one appears to have had a firearm that day. It's safe to say that dozens, maybe hundreds of people inside the store had a permit. Yet no one was carrying a gun with them during the shooting. Why? I believe it's because these people had a very weak why. Those people didn't think they would need a firearm that day because they were going to Walmart. I mean, they've probably been to Walmart thousands of times without incident. Except this time, wouldn't be like the rest. This time, the wolf was lurking in the shadows, preparing to strike. Thousands of people were in the Walmart that day. How many of them would you guess had a firearm in their vehicles? I bet you it's dozens, maybe hundreds. Students tell me all the time that they are getting their concealed weapons permit so that they can keep themselves and their family members safe. When I ask them how often they are planning to carry their firearm, they respond, I'm only going to keep the gun in my vehicle. I'm not going to walk around with it everywhere I go. What a stupid response. In one breath, these people tell me they need a gun to keep their family safe, and in the next they tell me they only plan on having a firearm in their vehicle. What these individuals are saying is that they only want to be able to protect their family while they're in their car. People never think something violent is gonna happen to them. And when it does, they are completely cut off guard. If someone inside of the El Paso Walmart would have had a firearm and the proper training, they could have easily stopped the mass shooter saving countless lives. Instead, they had a weak reason why and they chose to bury their heads in the sand, hoping the wolf wouldn't appear. I've chosen a different path. I live my life aware that evil things happen lightning fast and I am responsible for the safety and protection of my family. This is why I spend time and money every year attending advanced shooting courses around the country. I spend 20 minutes every morning performing dry fire drills in my garage. Fridays, I spend time at the gun range performing firearms drills to develop my weaknesses, reinforce my strengths, and prepare myself for the day the wolves attack. I don't want to simply survive a violent attack. I want to dominate it. If you want to learn more about my daily dry fire routine, visit www.dryfirechallenge.com. It's an easy to follow course. You can practice safely in your home. There is no excuse not to train and be ready. If you want to determine and practice the most critical live fire drills, check out my 99 live fire drills course at www.concealeduniversity.com. These are perfect to practice and develop your skills at the gun range. What is your why? Why are you choosing to carry a firearm concealed? Is it to make sure a wolf doesn't take your family away from you, or you away from your family. Maybe like me, you want to prevent those at your church or workplace from being the next victims. Or maybe it's because you have already been the victim of a violent attack. Whatever your why is, make sure it means something to you. Make sure it is a strong enough why to get you out of bed a little early to train for a few minutes each day. Every firearm expert will tell you that dry fire training must become a daily routine if you truly want to develop and maintain the skills necessary to dominate a violent attack. Your reason why must be strong enough that you're willing to spend time and money performing live fire drills at the range and on additional training courses. You must be willing to read books and change the way you think. If you don't, you will not be ready for the moment the wolves attack. What is your why? Be detailed and specific. So, side note here, in the book, I had a little spot for you to write down, you know, what your why is so that you can be reminded of it. But listen, just take a piece of paper, put it in your phone, whatever, and I want you to type out why you really want to carry a gun. Make sure that you review it and you read it. And when you're thinking to yourself, do I really want to spend 10 minutes practicing how to draw my firearm from my holster today? Maybe if you're feeling a little bit lazy, you can go and read that why and say, you know what, my kids are worth it. My children's safety is worth me spending this 10 minutes to practice my draw so that I can be ready if I ever had to use it.